Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. Welcome back to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Anita Marks with you. And as we know, we've got the Chargers, another primetime game on Monday night going up against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they are favored by six. The over-under is sitting around 50-51. And we've got a special guest joining us, Brady Henderson, who does a phenomenal job covering the Seattle Seahawks, joining us here on 710 ESPN LA. Um, Brady, welcome in. Good evening. How are you? I'm doing well, Anita. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. You know, I don't. I don't know what's a bigger surprise: the Seattle Seahawks and their offense this season, or um, or or the Giants and the Jets, both here in New York, um, kicking butt and taking names. Uh, but but let's let's we have you on to talk about Seattle. So let's start there. Their offense has been quite good. Who knew Geno Smith, right? Like, like he couldn't, he couldn't be um, thrown out of the tri-state area fast enough here, but really doing well with Seattle kind of, you know, share with us like the secret sauce. How is it all working? Well, if they knew, and I don't even think uh, they knew that really, um, you know, it it really has been one of the biggest surprises of the NFL season. And, And Pete Carroll, uh, used that word today, talking about how you know everybody has been surprised by the way Geno has played, except for Geno and the Seahawks. But I can tell you, Anita, that there are a lot of people in the Seahawks building that are surprised by that. Um, you know, didn't necessarily think that that he would get off to this kind of start. And there were people, at least you know, several people that I spoke to before the season uh, who thought that Drew Locke was going to win that battle, and some of those people thought that Locke should win that battle because, of course, he is the younger player with. Um, you know, hypothetically or theoretically, I should say, has more upside. And the common refrain that I heard from those people was that, you know, quote, we know what Gino is, meaning they know, or at least they thought they knew that, you know, he was a good backup who, you know, meaning if you're a good backup, you're probably not going to be a very good starter. Uh, but he is proving to be an above average starter. At least he, he's looked like that for the first six games. And, and that may even be selling him short. I mean, he's he's playing at a Pro Bowl level. He's fourth in total QBR. Uh, I think he's second best in touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, he's first in the league in completion percentage. He's also making plays with his legs. And, you know, the completion rate, I think, over the first few games was kind of buoyed by the fact that their offense or their passing game was a lot of short and intermediate throws. Uh, but over the last few weeks, you've really seen him have a lot more success uh, pushing the ball down the field, uh, the, the kind of deep throws that were missing from their offense for the first few games. So, uh, this has very much been a pleasant surprise, so much so that, you know, look, everybody thought, myself included, that Geno Smith was going to be kind of a placeholder. Uh, he was going to be a bridge guy to whoever is, is playing quarterback for them next. But it's not out of the question by any means at this point that, that Geno could be their long-term guy. 
it's really been impressive. And uh, of course, you know, I've, I spent many years here in New York covering the Giants and the Jets and, you know, Gino punching one of his offensive linemen in the face because he was demanding some money back that Gino had owed him. Meanwhile, the Jets do have an ATM machine in the building, um, but that didn't uh, that, that didn't motivate Gino to pay his offensive lineman back. You know, it's just, you know, I, I think a, a, a big part of a, a, a quarterback having success in the NFL is, um, is you know, the camaraderie and, and being a leader in the locker room and, and, and want to believe that, that, you know, as we get older, of course, we mature, we learn from our mistakes, you know. So, you know, in that locker room, how, how is Gino perceived? I, I think that he is well-liked. And, you know, he has really sort of paid his dues. So he's, been, he's been in Seattle since 2019. And, um, you know, he had... I would say, you know, maybe the misfortune, I guess you could call it, of having to back up one of the most durable quarterbacks in, in the NFL on Russell Wilson, which he had also done in his previous two stops. And, uh, you know, with both the Giants backing up Eli Manning, with the Chargers backing up Phillip Rivers. So, you know, he has really had to wait a long time. He has not been, you know, a full-time starter um, since 2014. And, and, you know, one clarification on that story is it, it was a linebacker who punched him because he felt like, um, he felt like Geno Smith owed him money. But at any rate, that was just a, a wild circumstance that really cost him his starting job that year and really derailed his career. Um, and, you know, eight years, I mean, imagine that, you're going eight years without being a full-time starter. Um, and again, you know, he had the three starts last year for Russell Wilson, but he was up and down in those three starts, uh, and which is just one more reason why this whole thing is – has been so surprising, but you know, if I think that he was already, I've always gotten a sense that he was a well-liked guy in that locker room, and I imagine he's a lot more well-liked now that he's really helping them win games, or and in many cases, winning games for them. Yeah, thanks for clarifying uh, the 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 specifics of that story. It happened so so long ago. I I guess I, right. I I'm so I, I appreciate that. Um, let Let's talk about this offense. They are reaching the red zone if not scoring in the red zone at 44% of their offensive drives. It, it, it's really, it really is remarkable. You know, of course, you know, he's got a solid wide receiving core uh, with Metcalf and, and Lockett. That's for sure. Um, you know, it, it, it really, really has been quite impressive. And now in the backfield with, with Ken Walker getting his first start last week, 23 carries over hundred yards, scored a touchdown, um, played 92% of the snaps, which was incredible. Um, so, so coming into this matchup against the Chargers, and, and of course we saw the Chargers go up against the Denver Broncos, both those defense look gr- so good that neither team really could get anything going. What are your expectations for the Seattle Seahawks offense uh, this Monday night against this Chargers defense? Yeah, well, you mentioned the red zone offense, and that has been a strength for them in, in many cases this season. That was, uh, you know, I think the, the first time they really struggled with that was last game um, where they ended up kicking a bunch of field goals and didn't get their uh, touchdown and, until Ken Walker had that touchdown run in the second half. But they they have been just pretty efficient in general, whether it's uh, red zone, uh, third down. Again, had some struggles there uh, last week. But by by and large, they've been pretty good on third down, and they've done a really good job of taking care of the football. So, um, you know, going into the season, I would have pegged this game as um, a game that would really be a test for their offensive line just because they've got two rookie tackles there, um, and it's very rare for teams to start uh, two rookie tackles out of the gates the way that they have. But, you know, they, they have kind of passed the test so far, and they really did so 
um, in, I think, week two when they played Nick Bosa, and those guys really held their own. I think they're um, in the top five. I can't remember their exact ranking, but as a team, they're in the top five in terms of pass block win rate. And, you know, they have the fortune of not having to face uh, Joey Bosa in this game. Certainly, uh, whoever lines up across from Khalil Mack is going to have their hands full. But you know, this offense has just done a lot of things right, uh, and they've done a lot of things right even though you know, they lost Rashad Penny, their starting running back, um, in the middle of their Week 5 game against New Orleans. And their running game really did not skip a beat in that game. And uh, even in this past game where you saw Ken Walker go for um, you know, 97 yards and a touchdown on only 21 carries. So, um, you know, you just – you know, you figured this would be a good offense with a lot of weapons. It was just a question of could they get sort of that game manager level play from their quarterback? And, you know, they're getting that and a lot more. Again, uh, Brady Henderson joining us here on uh, 710 EA. Uh, L.A., uh, of course, previewing the uh, the Seattle Seahawks Chargers game on Monday night. On the opposite side in regard to the defense, going to use the same for percentage. The defense is allowing opposing offenses into the red zone, let alone scoring 44% of the time. We saw Justin Herbert in this Chargers team again really struggle against Denver. Their defense is quite good. Uh, their pressure rate is is quite good. As we know, the Seattle Seahawks defense only 21st in the NFL out of 32 in regard to pressure rate. So I'm expecting a, a different a, a different success rate for this Chargers team. Uh, what do you expect from this defense this Monday night against this Chargers offense? Well, Anita, this is really going to be, I think, a litmus test for them because they, for the third straight season, got off to another horrific start. And this has become, you know, a trend for them where, you know, they're not just bad out of the gates, but they are, in some cases, historically bad. That was the case in 2020, uh, 2021. And if you look at the first five games of this season, you know, and compare it to the first five games of those two seasons, they were worse in a lot of cases. And then seemingly out of nowhere, they put together, you know, one of their best defensive performances in recent memory. Uh, you know, even going back to, I would say, last season, it was better than anything they did last season. And, you know, sacked Kyler Murray six times, uh, took the ball away twice, held Arizona to, I believe, four of 16 on third down and stopped them on four or five uh, fourth down tries as well. So, really just a, an entirely comprehensive defensive performance that uh, was hard to see coming, just given the way that they had been getting gashed and even getting gashed by teams, uh, specifically uh, the Lions and the Saints, who were missing several key pieces on offense. So all of that is to say that I really did not see that performance coming last week, and it, and it does make it kind of hard to tell uh, or to predict what kind of defensive performance they're going to have in this game. Um, is it going to be like it was over the first five games, or is it going to be like it was last week? I, I, I've seen too much bad football out of that side of the ball this season to think that they've gotten everything sewed up. Uh, but that said, I mean, that was, again, that was, I, I think it was their best defensive performance since late in the 2020 season. And again, it, it really came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, the, I, I was, I actually, I, I believe I played the over. Um, which I was a big loser. The over-under here is at 51, and I do like the over in this game. Um, hopefully I won't be a loser this coming Monday night. Uh, before I let you go, I do want to switch gears here because obviously you know, you've covered the Seahawks. You've got your finger on the pulse of this team better than most. And, of course, Russell Wilson, former quarterback, now with the Denver Broncos, struggling there. Has his struggles been a surprise to you? 
Well, yes and no. I, I will say yes and no because, you know, from the people that I talked to with the Seahawks, you know, it was clear to me that, um, you know, one of the big reasons why they traded him and why they ultimately came around to that idea was because they felt like he was a declining player. And, you know, there's certainly there was the side of it that he wanted out and it was, um, you know, a, a difficult situation um, just in terms of, you know, do you want to keep, you want to hang on to a guy who doesn't really want to be there. But, you know, the Seahawks had their reasons as well. And one of those was that they felt like he was in decline. Now, the flip side of that is that the reasons that, that specifically what they felt was that his legs were kind of going and that they felt like over the next few seasons that would really start to show up. They did not think that it would happen this quickly and, and they did not think it would happen in the way that it's happened. And so um, it is a surprise in that regard, certainly. And, you know, look, he's, there's a long time to go. Um, You know, it would not shock me if he turns things around once he gets a little, you know, a bit more comfortable in the system. Um, You don't know what's going to happen with the head coach there, but, you know, if he gets more comfortable with the receivers, it sounds like he is dealing with a couple injuries right now. Um, And so maybe he gets healthy and, and he starts to look like the Russell Wilson of old, but, you know, the Seahawks end up looking um, not only like they made the right move just with, you know, the picks that they got back, some of the players that they got back and, and not paying him that massive deal that uh, Denver did, but they end up looking sort of prescient for the reasons why they moved on from him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which, by the way, Denver at home this week, um, they're favored by one. That line was three. It's now at one. The over-unders at 38, and they're going up against a Jets team whose uh, defense who's been outstanding. So interesting to see what happens in that matchup, uh, of course, uh, on Sunday. Uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us, Brady. Really, really do appreciate it. Yeah, you got it. Anita, thank you for having me. You got it. Um, again, really nice deep dive into the Seattle Seahawks team. Let's open up the phone lines. 877-710-3776. Your thoughts on the game on Monday night. What are your expectations for the Chargers? Again, the spread is they are favored by six. The under, over under is at 51. What say you here on Bet LA 710 ESPN LA? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. ESPN. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. Let's start right away. We just talked about this freaking defense, man. How about your defense? No touchdowns today. Yeah. 
so many good things happened because it just fit together so well today. First half, second half. A beautiful job of coming out in the second half and getting our points, not giving them nothing, playing solid football. And the more we're out there, the better you got. Defense, you just freaking heated it up. That is Pete Carroll, head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, giving his his team that post-game, you know, great job, guys. You know, who gets the game ball? Yada, yada, yada. Okay. What were you, what were you going to say, Seahawks fan over there, Tyler? What were you going to say? He's just juicing them up, man. It's so tough. It's so tough to not like these Seahawks right now. They're so good. How, how old is Pete? He's like in his 70s, right? Like 75, mm-hmm. 76, 70, something uh, like that? I think early 70s, but I could be wrong. It's but amazing. still 70s. Don't you think, like, don't you, I know, right? Like, don't you think, like, he should be on a golf course somewhere? Like, you know. At least sitting down, you know? Like, <laughs> get the old man off his feet. It, it's, 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 it's amazing to me. God bless him. Oh, God bless him. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna do a deeper dive into this matchup again. Uh, the uh, the Chargers are favored by six. The over unders at fifty one. I'm gonna tell you all the ways uh, that I'm gonna be playing this bad boy. But uh, but the Astros Yankees game has come to a close. Uh, Houston does win four to two, so they're now up on this series one zero. I don't think it's a big surprise for many people. Again, if you played Verlander over strikeouts at five and a half, winner, winner, chicken dinner, mama's, mama's ordered a new pair of shoes on Amazon tonight. That's for sure. Um, 11 strikeouts, 11 strikeouts. So, uh, and, and Aaron judge, uh, being, being one of them. So Torres struck out twice, judge Donaldson struck out three times carpenter, you know, very interesting. The whole carpenter storyline, right? He comes in, uh, and, and he's like, he's like a, a superstar stud, like, oh, you know, Cashman did the right thing, bringing him in, signing him. And then, I, I mean, he was, I want to say like his first, it was like some ridiculous statistic. I think it was his first 12 games, right? His first 12 games, he hit like. 10 home runs? It yeah. Was, it was, like, yeah, he was just going off. It was, it was insane. And so, um, and then unfortunately goes on, on the IL, he gets injured. So he was off you know, off the map for a minute and then healthy enough, bring him back and implement him into this lineup for the postseason, and has not been able to, to perform far from it. So oh for tonight with four strikeouts, uh, Booney's going to have to think, by the way, I was watching the postgame press conference uh, here in, in my studio and uh, man, Booney just doesn't look good. And you said the right thing. Like, can you imagine being the manager of the Yankees. It's kind of like, let's go back to when we opened up the show. We spent the first hour talking NBA. We were talking about the Lakers. You know, it's it's the pressure, right? Like the oh. Lakers, it's championship or bust. The Yankees, it's championship or bust. Listen, I grew up in Miami. My dad played for the University of Miami. So I grew up a huge Canes fan. And same thing. It was like, it was it was championship or bust. Like, you know, being, being a fan of a team and a franchise where it's all or nothing, it's, let alone, it's stressful for a fan. (laughs) Imagine for a manager and Booney just, he just, he's got these huge bags under his eyes. Like I, like I, I've, I've known him for a hot second. I've known him for a minute. He just doesn't look well. (laughs) Um, and I'm I'm sure it's it's the stress, you know, and 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 again, just to go one step further, you know, this is a 
this is a town, this is a city, New York, where you know, an or- any other organization would be thrilled that they made it to the ALCS. Let's just say hypothetically speaking. Like, so I think my, I'm betting, by the way, I'm betting that the Astros win in four. So I've got, I've got the Astros winning 4-2. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but could, could you, like, could you imagine, like, if, if, if the Yankees don't make it to the World Series and they lose to the Astros, I guarantee you I'm going to have three hours of calls of folks saying Cashman and Booney have to go. Oh, und- and it, with Boone, it's fair weather. You know, it's like he he has such a great season with the Yankees. It's kind of a bounce back, right? He went through this like period of of fans being displeased about wondering what they're doing with the talent, about Boone's ability to manage the team. He comes back this season. He leads the charge. He's got he's got an Aaron Judge who's on absolute fire. He's got a pitching rotation that only got better as the season went on, right? You bring in Garrett Cole, you go and acquire Frankie Montas from the Athletics, and the team is just, you know, en fuego. It's just on fire. And then you get to the postseason, and like any other team in the postseason, everybody's subject to having a bad time, right? Because the the postseason is a different animal. It's just a completely different beast. You look at the Dodgers, 111-win team, out. You look at the Braves, 101-win team, out. It's just it's a different it's just a different animal and if if Boone doesn't take this team all the way like any other team like Dave Roberts is under the the magnifying glass right now even though they've essentially promised his return everybody's looking for somebody to blame and it's going to be Boone first and and I always say this when when people call into my radio shows and demand somebody be fired call in oh, that, fine it's your opinion I respect it right like but all right, who who would you like to see take his place? You're you're calling for somebody to be fired, but who do you think is going to come in and do a better job? Just curious, who's going to come in and do a better job? You know, I, I I'm I'm not one for calling for somebody being fired. It's it, it's I I I'm just I'm really uncomfortable with it. Also, I don't think people realize when when a coach, a manager, they get fired. Their entire staff gets fired along with them. So you're talking about a, a, like a lot of families not knowing um, where the next paycheck is going to come from. It's, it's, it's a lot when a coach gets fired or a manager gets fired. It's, not, it's his entire staff gets fired along with him more times than not. By the way, so with the Astros now up on the Series 1-0, and by the way, the Padres, they come back being down 4-0, heading into the bottom of the second against the Phillies. So um, so now that series is tied 1-1. Where are the MLB odds where they stand right now? The Astros to win the World Series, plus 105. The Padres, plus 320. The Phillies, plus 330. And the Yankees, 6-1. to Those are the odds where they stand right now. I think it's the Astros. Again, I've got the Astros winning this series. I I just think the Astros are the best team in Major League Baseball. Top to bottom, lineup, starting uh, pitching rotation, and and bullpen. And so overlooked, right? Well, I don't think it's... Here's the thing, Tyler. I don't think they're overlooked. I I think they're so hated because they cheated. Uh, you know, okay you want to what, what do you mean they were not they weren't caught they weren't oh okay you know like 
I don't see any more garbage cans in the dugout. Yeah, um, flash forward five years, they've look who they've lost, and they haven't missed a they haven't skipped a beat. Springer yeah. gone, Correa gone, Garrett Cole yep. gone. They're the yep. same team, if not better. So, uh, and, and so I I think that's I don't think it's that they're overlooked. I just I just don't think folks want to talk about them or like them very much uh, because of their cheating ways. Um, but we, we know that oh so familiar phrase, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But did they, listen, every team to some respect cheats. Yep. Okay? Every team in every sport in some way, shape, form, fashion cheat. Okay? If, if you think the pitch comm system was implemented because of the Houston Astros, you got another thing coming. Yeah. I, I mean, whether it's the tacky stuff, that you know, pitchers put on their cap or God knows ears where. if you're Musgrove. Yeah, wherever. Um, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. It's just there's some teams out there like the Patriots. There's some teams out there like the Astros who push the envelope just a little too far, and um, and sometimes get busted. <laughs> Anyway, all right, so we we, we get back. Uh, I will share with you how am I playing the Monday night game with the Chargers and the Seattle Seahawks. We heard from Brady Henderson not too long ago. Um, we will dive into that. Also, I've got some plays for you in the Thursday night game, tomorrow night, Saints and Cards. So stay tuned. We'll be talking a lot of NFL with you for the next 90 minutes right here on 98.7 ESPN. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. The best is to come. All right, listen, this guy battled. He wasn't here last week. We're kind of on a roll with special teams game balls. All right, but listen, you know, when your kicker shows that type of resilience, comes back, nails it, and then hits a game winner, fellas, that's what you want it to be about. You want to be a complete team. And that's what it took tonight. Dustin Hoffman. At Staley talking to his team post-game. Uh, Got to be thrilled, of course, uh, with, with their win and their victory, beating the Broncos 19-16. to And, uh, and of course, he's talking about uh, his, his field goal kicker. 
uh, Dustin Dustin Hopkins, four for four, 13 points, uh, one extra point, of course. So, and in kicking with the hamstring issue, which was really, on. I mean, listen, talk about a gutsy performance. He went out there and uh, Kirk Gibson, that, that ball. Oh, I mean, it was unbelievable. Um, just really, really un- unbelievable. I mean, every kick, and, and of course, I'm sure everybody listening, you were watching every kick. He just like his, you know, he just buckled and, and, and came down to the ground because he was in such exc- excruciating pain. Um, and, and I thought it was a really good interview after he was on with Lisa and Lisa Salters and, and she was asking him like, so what was your distance? And he said, the distance didn't matter. Like, like if I was kicking a 10 yard field goal or a 45 yard field goal, the pain was equally as bad. And, and, you know, I, I knew it, like I was anticipating it at contact, but I just, I, I it was a great interview. It was really, I, I thought I, I found it to be quite riveting to be quite honest. Uh, but nonetheless, so this is a Chargers team, as we know, uh, they beat the the Denver Broncos. And so now they've got another primetime game. How exciting is that? Against Seattle. So uh, the Chargers are favored by six. The over-under is at 51. And so let's do a deeper dive into this. Let's talk about the two quarterbacks. Geno Smith on a short uh, short rest, on short rest, is 2-0 and against the spread. Uh, Justin, as well, Four times he's uh, he's played on short rest, and he's three and one against the spread. Okay, so no really big advantage there. Um, the Denver Broncos defense a lot better than the Seattle Seahawks. However, we just heard from Pete Carroll, and we saw what the the Seattle Seahawks defense was able to step up and played a lot better. But still, total on the season statistically, opponents are making it into the red zone, if not scoring touchdowns at a 44% rate against the Seattle Seahawks offense or defense, sorry, against their defense. So night and day in regard to what the Chargers went up against the the Denver Broncos, that's for sure. Now, a few other things here. As we know, the Chargers offensive line, no bueno, have not been playing well. Denver, 38% pressure rate. And quarterbacks are only averaging 53% completion percentage against the Denver Broncos and their defense because they're getting after the quarterback. Night and day when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks. They are 21st in pressure rate. 21st in pressure rate. So as, as, as disappointing and as poor as offensive line play has been for, for the Chargers and Justin Herbert... A much different matchup for them this week uh, than last week against Denver, that's for sure. Now, offensively for Seattle, again, their defense allowing opponents into the red zone in scoring at a rate of 44%. Seattle's offense also gets into the red zone and scores at a rate of 44%. feel, Feel me here in regard to where I'm going, guys. I'm going towards the over at 51, I, I just, I truly believe there is going to be a ton of points that are going to be scored in this matchup on Monday night. And thank God, are we not deserving? Yes. <laughs> oh. Where, where it's, where it's, where it stands right now, like, like in all honesty, like, are we not, are we not deserving <laughs> more deserving of, um, 
you know a, a good primetime game. Yes, we exactly. are deserving. Yes, we exactly. are. And I'm so done with these Thursday night matchups. It's like, ugh, give me a good game. I, here's the thing. I, I don't think it's so much. And, and of course, we're going to get into the Saints and the Cardinals uh, in, in our next segment. But I, I don't think it's so much of, of, the te- of the fact that it's a Thursday night. I think it's the teams that we've been subjected to. Entirely, now, yes. Now, keep in mind... Um, you know, you you've got you've got the Bears and the Patriots coming up. Why do I keep on saying Monday night? Why am I thinking that the Chargers and the Seattle Seahawks play on Monday night? They don't. They play at four thirty. They play at four thirty this week. Why am I thinking that? Um, so the Bears and the Patriots are playing on Monday night. So we're getting so we're getting another prime time game of Justin Fields in the in in a, in a Bears team and the Patriots. With who knows Bailey Zappi, if Mac Jones isn't ready to go, uh, but but nonetheless, don't, do you think they play Zappi even if Mac is good to go? No, I don't. I do. Really? I think after what we saw from Zappi, I wouldn't be surprised if Belichick went with Zappi. Wouldn't surprise just, me I, even a little bit. I I think Mac Jones is the better quarterback. So Ooh, I would disagree. Really? I think yeah. I think. I think Zap, you've got a more dynamic quarterback in Zappy. Um, it's interesting. I just I, I'm I'm a huge Mac Jones fan. I I think I think he's I think he's tremendous. I Let's just, revisit in a couple of weeks. Let's see where okay. Belichick goes. I think he okay. goes Zappy. I really do. Even even if Mac Jones is healthy. Well, I think it'll. It'll be contingent on the extent of Mac Jones's healthiness. I think that Listen, he, I think at, at the end of the day, here's the thing. At the end of the day, it is the Bears. Okay? It's the Bears. So does Bill Belichick and the Patriots feel like, okay, you know what? The, the, this is this is a good week. We can go with Zappy. We feel we can win with Zappy, and we give another week for Mac Jones to, to heal his uh, his high ankle sprain. Yeah, yeah, I think I think if Mac Jones even has a a hint of any lingering issues, Zappy's the call. And if Zappy does get the start and he flashes a tremendous, you know, a tremendous outing again two weeks in a row, what do you do? Oh, I, I again, I I truly believe that Mac Jones is the better quarterback, but um Listen. At the end of the day, it's a gr- it's a great situation for the Patriots to be in, hundred percent. Because now, because now they've showed that there's tape, there's film for other teams now to see what 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 Bailey Zappi can do, and potentially may- offer a trade deal. They've somehow Listen, found themselves in a Brady Garoppolo situation all over again. We've 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 exactly we and, and it's not like Jacoby Brissett. Like we've seen the Patriots do this time and time again. They go out. They they have a great scouting department in in how not so great when it, it, it comes to evaluating wide receivers, but really great when it comes to evaluating quarterbacks. And um, and so now they're in a position where they they've got a guy that they can trade again. Listen, this this is why the Patriots, in my opinion, are the best organization you can argue in all professional sports, top to bottom, scouting department. Uh, you know, general manager, which also happens to be, um, in essence, uh, Bill Belichick, ownership, 
even though I, I don't know what owner would get married on a Saturday before a football game on Sunday. I think that was ridiculous, but nonetheless. Um, so, so how am I going to play this game? Not on Monday, late game, 4.30 kickoff on Sunday. I don't know why I keep on saying Monday, but, uh, but the you Chargers. You had me convinced. Yeah, right? Like, what was that about? What was I thinking? I, I was I a, riding the train with you. I had a blonde moment. I play. I pay. I always tell people I pay a lot of money for this blonde hair. I'm a lot of blonde moment at least once a month. So, um, so Chargers favored by six. I am on the Chargers side. Sorry, Tyler. Not sorry. I just I'm here to help people win money. You know, not not to yeah, get do you your to thing. like me more. Do your, I'll be okay. here. Tell you what, I'll be here next week to talk about it with you. Okay. <laughs> so I am on the Chargers minus six. Uh, but my favorite play here is the over. At 51, for all the reasons I just shared with you, I really do believe that there's going to be a ton of points that are going to be scored in this game. Um, the, the prop bets are not out yet. I looked to see if the prop bets were out uh, before we came back for this segment. Unfortunately, they are not out. Lummy some uh, some Ken Walker, 23 touches, 110 yards, scored a touchdown. Um, 92% of the touches in the backfield he had. And this is a Chargers defense. They allow 5.8 yards per carry. And they're arguably one of the worst defenses against explosive rushing plays. And that's something that the Seattle Seahawks do extremely well. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to look at overs for attempts for Walker. I'm going to look and see what drops in regard to over for yards for, for Walker. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play him to score a touchdown in this game. And also, I'm going to be keeping an eye on Austin Eckler. Six touchdowns he scored in the last three weeks. How about that? Six touchdowns in three games. He had 10 receptions against Denver. If Keenan Allen is still out, I'm definitely going to play Eckler to score a touchdown. Eckler over receptions. Keenan Allen is the elixir here in, 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 this, in this offense. Keenan Allen does such amazing things for Mike Williams and it, it just, the, the entire offense changes immensely when he's active. So uh, again, going to keep an eye on what ends with Keenan Allen. I'm hearing mixed reports. Is he going to play? Is he not? If he doesn't play, I expect Eckler to have a monster game. Uh, so I would play Eckler to score a touchdown also over in Eckler receptions. Again, only if Keenan Allen is out. Okay. So that's how I quick break. We come back. Let's do a deep dive into the Sunday night game. Saints taking on the Cardinals. I'll share with you uh, my take there. What side am I on? Also, I've got a, a, a plethora of prop bets that I'm going to be dabbling in tomorrow night. So stay tuned for that. Anita Marks with you. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, 
everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Previewing all the NFL game odds to get you ready to wager each week on all the NFL action, college football, plus all the local teams and NBA action later this fall. This is Bet LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Bet LA with Anita Marks right now. Anita Marks with you. It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Just like the gentleman said in the break, uh, Tyler and Rebecca and I were talking about what we're watching right now. And I'm on my last episode of The Watcher. And uh, and Tyler said, you, you've heard good things. It's here. Here's where you know, here's where you know you're, you, you've caught on to a good show. I binge watched it on Monday night after the Monday night football game. Before I knew it, it was four thirty in the morning, and I'm like, "What am I doing? What am I doing? I'm up." I to, I'm, can't I'm, do that. What do you mean you can't do that? I can't do that. I'll fall asleep. I'll wake up. It'll be episode but if, six. That, my, but here, my point is, if the, the show is so good, if the show's like the show is so good, and I, I love how Netflix does the thing at the bottom where it says next episode, and like the bar starts getting like white at the bottom, right? And like that's how they you suck just, you in. They suck you, right? And they suck you in, right? It's like, um, it's like, uh, what is it? Dum uh, dum. Um, what's the show? Law and uh, Order. Law and Order, right? Like Law and Order marathons, right? Like on on a on a Sunday afternoon oh, outside totally. of football season, right? Totally. It's raining outside. You're home. All of a sudden, like even they're showing they're showing the credits for the previous show, and and then they're starting the next one while the credits are running, and all you hear is boom boom and you're like another one like it's like that (laughs) anyway it's it is really good and it's a it's a true story it's a true story about a house here in jersey go on but you but you won't watch it Mm, i'm gonna need to be sold on it are you have you watched Dahmer? I have not watched Dahmer yet. I need to though. Oh. I I acknowledge that I need to, and I'll get around. It's to so it. good. The it's, wife, here, the wife is. It's a hard no from the wife, so I'm gonna have to find solo why? time to watch it. She's just not interested. Really? So here's 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 what's inter- here's what here's what you need to do. Watch Dahmer, and then immediately once you get watch you get done watching Dahmer, you've got to watch the Dahmer tapes. Hmm. And the the attorney was a very young female attorney who who represented him in his trial, and she's kind of like the narrator. She's like the main interviewee, interviewer, interviewee for the series for the documentary, the docu, and it's amazing just how spot on the movie was compared to the tapes. The only difference was like, so he had this, this crazy neighbor who kept on like smelling all the horrific stuff that he was doing. It was coming into her apartment. Apparently she didn't live in the same building. She lived across the street. She didn't live in the same building. But other than that, everything else was spot on. Rebecca, did, did you, have you watched either or both? I've watched some of Dahmer. Um, I haven't seen The Watcher yet, though. I've seen documentaries on The Watcher, the, the subject, so I know what it's about. 
But yeah, Dahmer was, that's pretty creepy. But I do love the uh, Niecy Nash. She's the one who plays the neighbor. She's so good. She's so good. Uh, and, and, and again, by the way, The Watcher, it's a true story. And, and, and they've never, you know, they've still, till this day, they never found out who's, 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 I don't want to ruin it for people. They've never found out who did it or who were, I don't want to ruin it. It remains unsolved. There you go. Right. So like, I don't know if Tyler, I even want to. why you get paid the big bucks. That's why, that's it right there. You're welcome. <laughs> yep. I was saying, I don't even know if I want to start it though, because if it's like left open ended, that's going to drive me crazy. Like, ha- have you finished it yet? I'm going to watch my last episode as soon as the show's over. Because I'm wondering if they came up with like a dramatized ending or something. And no, like wrapped no, it up everybody I've their... spoken to, everybody really? I've, I've spoken to says that, you know, it's, it's true to form. Oh, and, okay. and they have, they have, they have, they still have yet found out who, who, who it did is. it. Yeah. Right. Okay. As Tyler, as Tyler likes to say. Without, let, let's do this because I know I've been teasing this. We've got a big Thursday night football game tomorrow. Saints going up against the Cardinals. And so here's how I'm playing it and follow me here. So as we know, the saints are dealing with a plethora of injuries, uh, of course, starting with, with court, both their quarterbacks, Winston and Dalton, but everything that I'm reading, I'm reading the tea leaves. The tea leaves are telling me that Andy Dalton more than likely is going to start. So, um, Michael Thomas is out. Jarvis Landry is out. Marshawn Lattimore is out. Okay. So a lot of injuries, uh, They've got some injuries on their offensive line as well. As for the Cardinals, they're dealing with injuries as well. Not sure if James Conner is going to play. I do believe that, you know, Benjamin is going to play. If he is, you picked him up on your waiver wire in fantasy. Kudos to you. I I bury the lead here, and the lead is DeAndre Hopkins is back after a six-game suspension. But the Cardinals also lose Hollywood Brown, and he's placed on IR. So, uh, you know, there's just – both these teams are dealing with a lot, Okay. So the game pretty much is a crapshoot to me. I have a very small lean on the Cardinals at minus one and a half. Okay? So, you know, I, what I mean a small lean? It means uh, I'll, I'll throw 50 bucks on it. Why not? Right? Like, okay, I'll do it. But here, here's, here's this, is, this is great. This is great stuff. So the Cardinals in this matchup are the worst first half team in the NFL. Okay. They've been outscored 41 to three in the first quarter this season alone. And they've only led for 3% of their drives in the first half. Okay. And as crazy as this sounds, they're the best team, the absolute best team in the NFL in the second half. 49, almost 50% of their points are scored in the fourth quarter. Marinating that. I just said it again. So this is how I'm playing it. I'm going to play the Saints on the money line in the first quarter at minus 110. What does that mean? It means I'm laying $110 down to win $100. I'm also going to play the Saints on the money line in the first half at even money. What does that mean? I'm laying 100 to win 100 And if the first half goes as planned, I'm going to play the Cardinals in the fourth quarter at minus one at plus 125. So what does that mean? I'm laying $100 down to win $125. 
I'm actually going to put that, I'm going to put money down on the Cardinals in the fourth quarter at minus one at the start of the game. And if the, and if the first half of the game goes according to plan, I'll double up and I'll take my winnings from the first half and I'll, I'll cut a little contribution to the second half. That's how I'm playing this. So I'm, I'm, I'm playing this in a very sneaky way based on the statistics and the trends from the Cardinals this season. Okay? Um, I, I've got some prop bets in, in this bad boy as well, but, uh, but we're, we're at the top of the hour. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We still have Fat Jack, professional handicapper, who's going to be joining us on the show We'll do a deep dive into uh, into some plays and some picks heading into week seven of the NFL season, week eight of the college football se- season, UCLA getting ready to take on the Ducks. Oh, that's going to be a fun game. And of course, Jimmy Wright from the Elias Sports Bureau as well. So we kick off hour number three. We've got uh, two fantastic gentlemen who are going to be joining us, helping us win some money this week in the NFL as well as college. And, uh, and also I will share with you my prop bets heading into Thursday night's game as well. So stay tuned. We kick off hour number three, bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA.